welcome to the My Curious Colleague Podcast with your host, me, Denise Veneri. We'll be talking all things consumer relations with a focus on consumer product goods organizations and the brand specialist and analyst roles and responsibilities. So if you like CPGs like I like CPGs, marketing, insights, and caring deeply for your consumers, well, take a listen. Hello, my curious colleagues. Today, my guest is John Cox. John is Senior Manager, Consumer Affairs in Marketing at the Wellness Pet Company. John is going to share his experience and expertise of recall events. Yes, recall events, a recall 101, if you will. A little bit about John. He is a graduate of West Virginia Wesleyan College, where he got his bachelor's. He has two masters, one master's of science at Marshall University and his MBA from Southern New Hampshire. During his 17 years at the Wellness Pet Company, he has honed pet food skills by working on the operations and product development teams in various roles. In his current role, which he transitioned to in early 2011, he rebuilt the consumer affairs team based at the home office in Tweaksbury by bringing back in-house many traditional PR agency functions. John was elected to the SOCAP National Board. SOCAP is the Society of Consumer Affairs Professionals. He was elected back in 2018. In 2020, he was elected to serve as the chair-elect. And most recently, he is the current chair, where he is dedicated to keeping SOCAP at the forefront of professional development associations for the consumer experience industry. So hello, John, and welcome to the podcast. Hello, Denise. Very excited. Thanks for having me. You know, I I find a lot of things refreshing about you, but what I find most refreshing recently about you is this willingness you have when we started the pre-chat to share your knowledge about a topic that some folks really don't feel comfortable talking openly about. In fact, I felt a little nervous saying it up at the top (laughs) of the, of the podcast here. And you know, the R word. Don't Uh, say it. Yeah. Recall. Some people call it events. So we could call it that too, but it feels like. like. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, We can say recall. I feel like it's a safe space. So tell me more about this openness of yours with this topic. Well, you know, recalls aren't, you know, they're, they're, it's not a matter of, 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 you know, are you going to have a recall? It's not a matter of, it's not a matter of if you're going to have a recall, it's a matter of when it's, you know, unfortunately just part of, uh, you know, the CPG world, the food world now that we live in. Um, and, you know, unfortunately or fortunately over my, you know, my time uh, at the company, we've, we've had, a, we've had some, we've had some experiences um, and we've had some events and, you know, each, each, you know, the first one was scary. That's when I first started, I started managing the team right in the middle of a recall. Um, and so, you know, the first one's scary. The second one is a little less scary and they're each a little, a little, a little less scary from the standpoint of, you know, being able to to think about you know what what are certain things that we need to do or plan for or how can we be you know proactive to to 
maybe help get ahead of things before they before we you know before you get the dreaded call from the FDA or from from whatever organ you know from whatever oversight that you that you have to worry about. Got it. Appreciate that. Um, you know, you mentioned the FDA. We'll get to that. Um, and, and you know that I like the details, or at least I try to, to get the details for our audience. And we all know that having those processes and procedures in place for anything in consumer affairs is so key. It's a, you know, it's a basic tenet and it's a basic tenet of a good recall program. Um, because this program has got to protect your company's reputation, but also has to protect the consumer, as you well know. So for this recall 101, um, let's really get granular. What's the very first piece that you recommend our audience should have in place or what you found in your organization so that you can be at the ready? Yeah, I think, I think, you know, one of the, the most important things that we, that we have that my, my experiences have, have shown to be important is, is having a recall team, right? Defined who, who's on the team, what's, what's each person's responsibilities. Um, you know, things that sort of go in with that is like, you know, a, a, a dedicated meeting room, um, dedicated note taker for meetings when you're having, you know, recall discussions. Um, th things along that line, that, that's probably a really good, good place to start. Is this, um, this team, and if you can't get into it, um, just let let me know. Is this with your, you know, call center or outsource vendor, or are these the internal people? Yeah, so that would be that'd be more like of an internal team, at least where we're at. So, okay. like, so so our cross functional team from from sales and operations, um, from customer service, from quality, um, from accounting. Uh, from IT, right for the for the for the management of the pulse of the 800 number. Um, so, so those are the key players that are sort of, you know, in in the room uh, yeah. during those during those meetings. Okay, good first step. Now, what are those reports or methodologies that you have in place that will signal to you, hey, we got to get this team together to look at some things. Sure. So, I mean, obviously the quality team has, they've got lots of different reports that they're running in conjunction with some consumer affairs data, whether that be daily threshold reports, right? So you're checking um, products, code dates and subjects over a rolling, you know, over a rolling period of time, um, whether that be a, a, you know, a weekly multiple occurrence report, which is sort of summarizing um, potential, you know, summarizing summarizing quality issues that, that are known that you know about over, over again, over a rolling period of time. Um, some of the other things that we do um, that aren't necessarily recall related, but they are good practices that, that, that could help uh, in, in the event of one um, are, are setting up email alerts for certain subject codes, right? Thresholds for certain subject codes, right? So whenever you get, you know, for example, whenever the FDA calls, it's, you know, it's plugged in as a subject code FDA. And then so the folks on the quality team know that the FDA called, um, you know, setting it up for whatever is important for your business. Um, but we've, we've got we've got several set up that we find useful uh, to, to alerting the team like, hey, some, something's going on or, you know, again, not necessarily recall related, but 
but helpful nonetheless. Right. You know what? That's a good distinction. I made it sound like all those reports are for recalls, but sometimes you'll just see like, okay, what's happening on the plant floor? Is this a design issue? It may have nothing to do, you know, as a recall alert, but having those Correct. in place sounds like your quality gang runs those in some organizations, maybe consumer affairs runs those regardless. You have a line of sight to those, right? Those reports. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yep. Okay. It's fantastic. The collaboration across the teams is really key, right? I mean, shouldn't try to, you know, the ultimate goal is to unsilo, right? Everybody needs to get in the sandbox and play nicely together. Yeah. I'm a big proponent of that. Um, that cross-functional nature. In fact, you know, we have a mutual friend, Carolyn Neighberg, and we talked about, sure. she came on the podcast and talked about that quality, you know, consumer affairs and quality coming together. Um, yep. So I, I'm with you. I'm with you. So so let's say you're starting to get some indicators. This is, you know, there looks like there's a potential for some level of recall, right? Because there's a couple stages of recall, correct? We don't have to get into all that, but What's next? Yeah, there's, yeah, there's definitely there's like that feeling out process where you're noticing a trend on your reporting, or you know you've got a call from the FDA and they say, hey, can you do, you know, can you look at X, Y, and Z, or or things like that, um, you know. But some of the things that are going on in the background, um, you know, based on my experience, would be, you know, just thinking about uh, some 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 things to help as you potentially maybe have to move into that type of an event, right? So, um, you know, is there is there a way that you can expand your team internally? I know that we we expand our team internally as opposed to to partner with a with a with an outsourcer for call overflows, those types of things. Right. Um so, you know, my team of 7 can go to 10 to 12 fairly quickly. Um you know, as things maybe pick up. Um you know, uh, it, you know, another thing to, to really think about, and this sounds, may sound silly, but um, things like badges, right? So we're, I know we're all in a work from home world right now, um, but as we all head back to the office and, we, and we're sort of back to our new normal, whether it's a hybrid or back to fully normal, um, you know, badges, right? So you're probably going to be open extended hours and you're, and you're probably maybe be like, we're, my team, we're not, we're open Monday to Friday only. Um, but we typically stay open when we have events, stay open a little bit later and we offer coverage on weekends. So that's those badges when people are trying to get into the, to the building, um, need to be adjusted, but also the badges to actually get into your office from the building. Like we're, we have a separate badge for the building and the, and our office. So have to think of things like that. Um, and, 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 and the other thing really is thinking long and hard about, you know, your, about your hours. Of, of what you're going to, how you're going to extend it. Um, there's a lot of background things that are going on. Uh, you know, people are writing potential, the potential release that the FDA is going to put up or, you know, the, that you're going to release, um, making sure that that is all vetted and worded properly and has all of the, has all the right information, right? It has your toll-free number and that it's the correct phone number. And, and if any email address that you have specific, Right. We have a specific email address that we use for events that's only used for events. We have an 800 number that's only used for, re, you know, for, for, for events, for recall events, uh, making sure that they're turned on and switched on properly and, um, you know, updating the, uh, updating those messages. You can do that a little bit ahead of time, potentially. Um, 
where you can have the recordings ready to go and IT can just drop the recordings in um, when everything goes live. So there's a little bit of pre, you know, pre preparation that you can do behind the scenes uh, before before it all becomes uh, the hurricane, the calm before the storm. Right, right. And so I'm imagining these are going into like this checklist somewhere. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, our, we, the, the team has a, you know, has a, has a checklist of things that we need to cover off on. And I think one of, you know, I haven't really talked about it, but one of the, one of the best things to do uh, our mock, is a mock recall. I think this is a nice way to segment into a mock recall, right? I think you, you should be, you know, companies should be, you know, having at least one a year um, and, and practicing it and, and, and taking it from, you know, from, from, from the beginning and tracing, tracing product and, and all of that. Um, you know, practice as they say, practice makes perfect. I don't know if that's, I don't know if they preach that anymore in schools, but certainly practice well, makes you better true. at what you do. Maybe not perfect, but better. It's true here. And maybe you'll come back and, and talk about how you, how you run a mock, tri uh, mock trial, I must say, a mock recall. Um, so let's kind of seg segregate the, like the internal actions with your call center or your outsource vendor. So <clears throat> the internal folks are getting together and you're talking. Um, and, um, I understand like kind of what's going on there. So then you have your outsource vendor and you're communicating to them and requesting the special, you know, toll free number. And um, do they give you the specific website address? Right. No, that's not my experience. We don't, we, we have never, we haven't, I, I've never been a part of where we've had a dedicated website, but we have a dedicated email address. I meant to say email. And, I apologize. Oh, that, oh yeah. Email. Yep, yeah. A dedicated email. Right. Yeah. Who does that go to? Can you say? Uh, the e well, the email would be something that we would put on our release. Okay. Yep. So it could be a person. It could just be a queue or a box. Yeah. It's so what it is, is it's a, it's an, it's a, it's a dedicated email that would go on the release, and then all of those emails would import into our, into our, um, into our consumer database, and then yep. go to a dedicated, yeah, we care queue type of thing. Now you had some, um, you had some ideas about kind of encouraging success with the team that's handling, and you said one. One is make sure that you have this overflow vendor, right, so that you're not really stressing out your core team. What else yep. have you, are you thinking about that have worked to keep them, um, you know, yeah. keep them fed and whatnot? Yeah, right. Yeah. That's another important thing that people are like, oh, maybe, well, maybe we should feed the team. You know, team's going to be working long, longer hours than usual. Right. And so, you know, nourishment is important. And so, you know, remembering to make place the order from, you know, Olive Garden or from wherever to make sure that the team is fed properly. Um, you know, another another thing to remember is is obviously burnout, and you know, when possible, people really shouldn't be working, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten days consecutively. There there should be some sort of schedule in there where you're giving people time off, or you're letting people leave a little early in the afternoon and come in a little later in the morning, so that they're getting that sort of half day, full day, almost feel of a day off, um, and and the other and the other piece that I find that that helps keep morale up is simple little, you know, pats on the back, um, you know, events. We've had the president of the company come in and 
you know, give everyone a candy bar, like something simple, a box of donuts, like, hey, thanks for coming in on a Saturday. You know, it means a lot. It means a lot to our consumers. You know, they appreciate it. You know, the leadership team here appreciates it. Um, I remember one of the first events that I was involved with. I wasn't with Consumer Affairs at the time, um, but I, I spent I spent six months uh, of my job um, helping during a major, during a major pet food recall in 20, uh, 2007. And, um, that's, that's all I did for, and that's when the team was a little bit larger than it is now. That's all I did for six months is I, I worked with that other team. And I remember the president of the company came in at the time and everyone got off the phones and everyone sat down on the floor and she handed out, like she handed out, everyone got to pick like a gift bag and they got what was ever in the gift bag. And it was like 30 minutes of, you know, the time out of the day and it, yeah. the whole scheme of things it wasn't super like it wasn't like we didn't go to a posh restaurant or anything like that it was sitting down on the floor and it was just the you know the gratitude shown uh from the from the leaders means a lot to the frontline team so can't yeah. stress that enough love that and if i understand you correctly you were working in another another department and you came in to help yeah, yeah, that's when I was my early days with the product development product development team for the company, and uh, for six months I remember working with a colleague of mine who's who's now who's still at the company and the yeah. on the quality team, and that's all we did for six months straight. We didn't do our normal day jobs. We helped answer emails. We helped answer calls uh, in 2007 during the large pet food recall for Melamine. So our company wasn't involved, um, but still there was. You know, we've all, you know, recall events, people, people want to know what's going on. Is it impacting my pet? And pets are, you know, pets are like kids nowadays. So they're parts of the family. Right. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, you know what, that is interesting um, to, to pull from other people who are kind of savvy about the space and get them to help if all else I mean, this was a unique situation with the, um, what was it called again? Mela? Melamine. Yeah. Melamine. Melamine. Yeah. I yeah. even remember hearing about that. I mean, that was a unique situation, but this idea of, you know, having folks help out if your current and your overflow, you know, can't handle on something um, that's really egregious uh, with, with the questions you want to have. Um, I think it's an interesting idea. Yeah, I mean, I've got people that have have left my team to work in other roles at the company, and so they they understand what we do. They know how to talk to a consumer. I've got people at the company who volunteer to help me with with emails. Hey, you know, send me you know send me five or ten emails, and I'll reply to the emails. Right, pretty much. You know, during a recall, you've got you've got structured responses. You've got FAQ documents. Yeah, FAQ. That's another piece that that's really important is FAQ documents and doc control to make sure that teams have the right versions and they have the most up-to-date thing that you guys are saying to, to, to people, to consumers. But I've got people that are more than happy to help with emails. You know, five or 10 less emails out of queue is five or 10 less emails that we don't have to deal with. So Absolutely. you get, you know, you get four or five of those people and those, those five or 10 become real numbers. So. Yeah. I think that's an interesting, another interesting tip. Thank you for, for sharing that. Um, to do, to do. Okay. We talked about that. Um, and I think that, you know, this checklist, I think as we've been talking, we've been, we, we've been hitting on some of these items that, that would go on the third party vendor or operations center, um, to do. So I think we really kind of covered that. Is there any other, well, is there any other consumer facing steps 
we said this, the TFN, we said the dedicated email, the FAQs, um, the PR announcement. I think I'm just more recapping. I think we've hit most of the core ones that you'd want on your, on your, uh, on your list. On the back, oh, the upfront messaging. Who records that on the on the one eight hundred number? Well, that's interesting. We so um, during events like that, you can't, typically can't get out to to a vendor to say, "Here's what I want recorded." So we do have a dedicated voice internally who who would record that for us. Um, you know, the voice talent, the voice talent at well at Wellness Pack Company. Um, yeah. But uh, but you know, obviously. It, it's just it's too time sensitive, so you can't necessarily get up, you know, get one of the vendors to do it for you. Right. Perfect. And the last vendor on the list, I know that you had mentioned to me a retrieval vendor. Yeah, which, I mean, right. So event. it depends on the the type of event or how big it is, right? There's a, there's always companies that can do you know silent removals where you hope that your distributor or your retailers can pull it in. Or you can send salespeople out to grab it off the shelf or something like that. But with larger events, my experience has been partnering with a retrieval company and, and you're tasking them with heading into, you know, whatever X, Y, and Z store and pulling X, Y, and Z product. Um, and, and they're, they're responsible for, you know, warehousing it and destroying it and all of that, all of that oh, sort okay. of back end stuff. So you get involved in that versus. And I don't know enough about this topic, like at all. So you would get down at that store level versus, say, um, going to a distribution center. Yeah, well, it, it depend. really depends on. Yeah, it really depends on on where you capture the event, or you know, is it product that you still have under your control of your warehouses, or still hasn't been shipped to distributors, or maybe product that distributors maybe still have an inventory. That's why the whole tracing part of a mock recall is really important so that you have your, you know, you've got your, your, your fingers on the trace on the tracing process. Okay. Which again is certainly more of a QA thing. Um, um, on that part, on that part, I'm, I'm a couple rows back, uh, okay. thankfully. <laughs> but to know that that's happening and you mentioning that, I think makes you a savvy, more of a savvy uh, partner. So I think that's great that you even just mentioned it for us here on the podcast. Um, and John, you know that um, I like to ask all my guests towards the end of the podcast, if they've got a volunteer group, they'd like to give a shout out to. Sure. Yeah. Um, one that I have local here that that's been near and dear to my heart over the years is the house of hope. It's in uh, Lowell, Massachusetts. And uh, they're a great organization that, that helps um, that helps struggling, struggling women. Uh, and, and, and single mothers. So uh, it's, a, it's a great organization. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a good, it's a great one here locally for me. Great. Thank you for sharing. And you'll, uh, you'll get me the the website. I bet you sure, can just sure will. In. Yeah. And we'll, we'll post that, post that out. Um, perfect. Thank you. And thank you for taking time out of your Saturday to, uh, to chat with me, John. Denise, I've enjoyed it. I enjoy I, I enjoyed catching up with you in our pre-chat conversations, and you know I love I love uh, I love I love the time today. So thanks for having me. Yeah, same here. Great excuse for me to get to to know you a little bit better. So appreciate that.
If you've learned even a kernel of an idea or was inspired by this episode, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast on Apple Podcast. Be sure to share out the hashtag CPGCX because CPGCX really and truly rocks. You have been listening to the My Curious Colleague podcast with Denise Veneri. Thank you for your time.